Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Oh, tonight we got them. Goldie, the Sulk, and J.C. How's your headache doing with that sounding the alarm, Goldie? It wasn't the most helpful thing. <laughs> we came on uh, before we started recording. There's a little peek behind the scenes. We, we usually get together, oh, about 30 to 45 seconds before we have to start. And Goldie, when we came on this morning, was... Was it looked like a like a lint roller that you were rolling over your head? So what what was that? Uh, it's a frozen icy roller. Yeah, and you they're just, great, especially when you're bald. You really take yeah, full advantage. It's just full I mean, can can skull can a non bald use that? Oh fuck off! Yes. I don't know. I just of I course he see can. It. Where? On, on your face. Head. Yeah. Don't, my, you know, your hair is nose. so thick you won't get any benefit. Use it on your neck, use it on your back, use it on your face, even use it on your on your stupid hair. I don't care. <laughs> I, you know, thought I you don't care. Like, I, I hope you have a headache. Dick. I hope you get one. <laughs> uh, that's a, a, a bright start to the morning. Well, I yeah. wanted but we got a couple things to talk about today, but before we started, I wanted to thank someone who wrote in an email to us, and of course I don't remember his name, but he was wor- very concerned after listening to the podcast about my digestive is- issues. Issues. So, issues. <laughs> so, he recommended strongly uh, that I get this psyllium husk. And so, I did. And, and I, I have no results as of yet because it just started today. But you know what my main worry was, Goldie, about psyllium husk? <laughs> well, you're, I mean... You're going to go from nothing to just violent <laughs> no, colon no, spasms. No, there's something. There's, oh, what's his, his name? His name is Rod Perry. Oh, well, that sounds like a porn name. I don't know <laughs> if that's D's. real. Two uh, uh, All right. Well, you know what? Sorry, Rod, if that's your, your given name. But if it's you're great. a porn star, hey, you got to make a living it's somehow. A great name. Come on. But my worry, and the Goldie, this was just a lame joke setup. Oh. My worry about psyllium husk is that it's a put on. How is psyllium husk close to Eminence Front? It is. <laughs> Start singing it in your head. You'll never no, stop. No, I mean, it's the same amount of syllables. But, yeah, that helps. You know. Psyllium husk. 
I don't know, man. That's such a stretch. <laughs> By the way, if you didn't have a headache, you would have been going, it's a put on. But I mean, you could say anything. It's a tangerine roof. It's like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's really very Cillium far. Husk. And, and I got, that I we, have a, we have a music person on here now. Cillium Husk is in the in the range. It's within the range. I actually don't of being, know the song you're talking about. You don't know Do the I? song Eminence yeah. Front by The Who? I don't. Maybe you, prob- you probably. What's wrong do. with me? I probably no, do. I can't recognize. Right. You're I'm too just... busy with your your starship. Consider yourself lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Eminence Front is a great song. Eminence Fronts are not a huge problem. That we <laughs> no, they're talk not. About. They they were not the problem that the Who promised. That's <laughs> no. for sure. But it's a nice song. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, should I have gone? Should I have gone with Tusk? Husk. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Is that know. better? <laughs> He's got I'm just now. I'm concerned you're you're just gonna have violent diarrhea. In <laughs> 10 well, you don't... because I've I don't know if you've playing with psyllium husk. It's 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 like Cillium playing with husk. nitroglycerin. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like you, there might be an explosion. Really? Because I kinda, oh, I've used I... it in the past, and I had to stop. I wow. was su- I was surprised by I thought it would just like the impression that I got was that you stir it in your water and it's just like you're drinking a glass of water. No, it's like you're drinking oatmeal that's well, not yeah. cooked in I, water. It's like bead yeah. blasting your insides. <laughs> yeah, I can I could use that. I could use that. Yeah. I mean yeah. It, it it does reduce your cholesterol, I suppose. It strips everything away. It just oh, wow. oh. Strip it. Yeah. <laughs> Strip it, baby. Uh, well, it's funny that we go from husk to this next topic. Okay. Because we want to talk about, we had all decided to watch this documentary on Netflix called Stutz. Anyway, so we watched Stutz, which is, it's a documentary made by Jonah Hill about his therapist. And the therapist's name is Stutz, Dr. Stutz. And so it was it was certainly interesting. Um, and I am very curious to hear your opinions on this movie because I think mine might be wildly different. Because, Goldie, I know you were pretty enthusiastic about talking about this. Yeah. So yeah. What, what were some of your initial takeaways from Stutz? Well, as I get older, comedy becomes less and less interesting and things yeah. of this nature become more and more fascinating. And quite frankly, I could watch... As a show, someone, whether it's someone famous like Jonah Hill or a regular person, someone just having therapy, yeah, I could yeah. consume that as entertainment. Oh, really? I'm sure that exists. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah. I don't know who would volunteer for that. And then it would be hard. <clears throat> you know, a big problem with therapy is you start performing. You start yes. trying to get an A and being a good patient. And, and, you know, if you're like me and you're, you know, secretly very manipulative, <laughs> the then it's out. possible to do that and then, <laughs> you know, skirt uh, addressing your problems at all. So first, I thought it was interesting that Jonah Hill would try to do this. And agree. the second thing I thought that was interesting a little bit from a show business perspective was that he's someone who, you know, on the surface has had all the success that anyone who goes into this would want. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he's done both wildly popular things and very good things that are yeah. acclaimed. I don't know whether he has an Oscar or not. I don't even know, but he, whatever, he's up there. He's in the, you know, if you're doing your like top hundred people of all time to attempt to do this, there's a good argument that he's in there at a very young age. He's really yeah, he's good talented. and talented. He's very good. I, I really enjoy him in his movies. For yes. Sure. And he's clearly a smart guy and yeah. interesting guy. But then Maybe you just a little see, too smart. Well, 
he's a wreck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know. Yes. Doesn't appreciate it. Doesn't enjoy it. Yeah. Needs basically help from someone to not be suicidal. And then he's had this tragic background with his brother dying at a very young age. And so, I mean, that was the first perspective that yeah. I saw it yeah. from where someone who's doing the same thing I'm doing and on a much better level and more successful still can't find any happiness in it and needs guidance on how to live Yeah, in a basic sense. And as you know, I'm going to be 50 next week. Like the time is running out on these things and it, it, you know, the, these years, these days start to count and having just come off a Thanksgiving quote vacation, which they now should, they call it a break because the teachers get a break because it's certainly not a vacation for the parents, but you know, I come on here every week and I kind of spill my guts about, you know, the difficulties of parenting and the trials and tribulations. And, you know, yesterday I walked into the door into a Paddington style toilet disaster right after coming home from work. It's the last thing I want to do. But I'm also, in my stupid cynicism and my railing against this, I am letting these precious moments pass by, right? And and they're yeah, passing sure. by largely, not just unappreciated by me, but scorned by me. And, you know, it, I, I feel awful. And then I'm, I'm trying to turn the, the tide on this, right? Like I'm trying to turn the yeah. boat. And, and, you know, things like watching this and all the work I realize on my own is, is I realize like, these moments are like water, right? Like we take for granted that you can get a glass of water, that you can turn your sink on, water will come out, that you can bathe yeah. in water, that water is going to be there. Yeah. And it's this, it's this paradox, if you study economics, that water is so much less valuable than oil by cost because water is so necessary to life. But as these as the kids get older and you get older and you get closer toward death, that you realize that these days are the water, these days with your kids, that you take them totally for granted and you get lost in the minutia of doing it and and the frustration of dealing with them. But when you get to 80, the the value of one of these days, you would give a million dollars probably to come back and have this day again. And if it, and the second you can't get water, it's enormously valuable. Like, if you were without water for three days, the cost you would pay for one glass of water yeah. would be millions of dollars to get that glass. First joke of the day. First joke of the day. <laughs> Sorry. I open up to you. <laughs> through through tears. I knew I made an tears. enormous mistake opening no, up to this no, crowd. No, no. That's, but that's I'm beautiful. Right and you're, you're 100% right. And like, so what is it? Is it... Our minds are so quick to have certain kinds of responses to certain situations. And then just simply, as we've talked about before, to get back to zero yeah. from a moment where you, you've already flown off the handle about something that's so small or stupid and you've let it eat up a morning, you know, and, and you, you have to come back on bended knee to somebody to apologize or explain yourself or rethink your whole life, you know, while, while sort of lying there. And you're right. It's just wasted, needlessly wasted time because our minds and JC, I'll kind of leave you on the edge of this because I don't think you're in the same spot always sure. emotionally that we are. But I feel like Goldie and I are kind of in a, in guys, similar yeah. areas, and and I I totally agree with you. And I hate I hate myself for it. I hate instantly looking back on something that I've done and regretting it within 
five minutes, ten minutes, and and but still, it's like now I'm the I'm the grumpy guy. I'm this guy, and and it's well deserved to be called that stuff. And we want to get out of it in these in these moments, in in moments of clarity, which are honestly most of the time. But then whatever the little trigger is, the, the tone in your wife's voice, a tone in your child's voice, the same, you know, a toilet overflowing, which, which obviously nobody intended to happen. Uh, I, well, I, but I'm, I'm interested to hear. So we, we got from Jonah Hill and Stutz clearly into our own lives, which well, I think, I'm going back yeah, to Stutz here. Go to Stutz. But don't you feel like Stutz like had a, for me, it was a profound effect. Like I had, it took me days to shake it off. I don't, I feel like Alec, that wasn't for you. Didn't, that didn't happen for you. But for me, no. it was very, very no, heavy. I, it, it's so interesting that because clearly you, and I think even Goldie certainly more than I did, you kind of, you saw the Stutz story. I, all I saw, well, now Goldie, I guess you saw the Jonah Hill story. Like all I saw was the Jonah Hill story watching the thing. I felt like Stutz, though titular, was really pushed aside for Jonah Hill, who kept saying like, I don't want to make this about me. It couldn't have been more about him. Well, yeah, And and Goldie, what you said earlier in a a very nice way was my thought the whole time is like, oh my God, somebody please... take care of Jonah Hill. I hope somebody's watching Jonah Hill was my takeaway from that. Cause I feel like he's on the edge and he wants so desperately to show the world, like this guy saved me. And it's like, dude, you're still hanging by a thread. And now this guy is getting sick. So it seems like he, that's, that's part of the movie too. Yeah. And the reason that one of the reasons that he's making it is because Stutz uh, has uh, Parkinson's or I think, and uh, it, it seems like it's progressing. But my takeaway was Jonah Hill's in trouble. Well, there's a few different things now that we're talking about. Um, yeah, sorry. The we first is that, yes, I agree with you. I think Jonah Hill is making a film about his therapy to avoid actually doing therapy. Right. Mm. Yes. And the fact Very that, well you know, he wouldn't talk about his brother. It's like. Yeah. And didn't ever appear to be a mess. I mean, I there are times in in my therapy oh, where yeah. I mean, I've just it's just been like a half hour of me like sobbing and I can't stop. And it's yeah. like the, oh, the problem with even right. talking yeah. about this stuff is you see like my reaction is I get instantly emotional and you you start opening up about this stuff stuff yeah. and the worry is I won't be able to stop. And I think clearly he has that concern. Well, that yeah. for me that is it wasn't about Stutz that really deeply affected me. It was the pain that Jonah was in that, like, I, for some reason, relate to it so deeply that I couldn't understand why. And um, I just, it sort of like, like, I still don't understand why. Well, can I, can I jump in on that? Because yeah. not to say that I understand you better than you understand yourself, because I yeah. know that's not true. But I would just introduce this. I think, and listen, of course, a brother passing away tragically early is is a terrible tragedy and something that you need to deal with or process in some way. That's but, really that's really big of you to give him that. You know what? I'll go out on a limb there. <laughs> I'll go ahead and say sibling death, not great. You heard it here first. But I think, honestly, I think his thing is being made fun of because of his weight. Like, yeah. I think that's 100% well, like the biggest problem with him. 
And, you know, JC, you've documented before that that's something that you had issues with or your own experience with growing up. So maybe that was something that touched that's inside true. of you as well. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I kind of forgot about, you know, it's so easy to look Thanks at someone else. Her. And I'm like, I forgot I told <laughs> I know, you that. JC, I'm sorry. And this has been another episode of a typical. <laughs> no, I, it's true though. Watching him struggle communicating like with his mom. Yeah. And even oh, with that Stutz. was rough. Yeah, like the, you see a lot of the misunderstanding of how what his mom thought was helpful and how it wasn't helpful. And yet yes. she was still sort of arguing to support herself as opposed oh. I don't know. It was just so, there was just really, yeah. I don't know. So much did not get resolved in that. Yeah. Well, I think Goldie is a Jewish mom expert. Well, I, I'd like him to weigh in on no, this. No, I want to tie this into something else we were talking about this yeah. week was the scene in White Lotus where. Oh, yes. God. Michael Imperioli is talking to F. Murray Abraham, and F. Murray Abraham is holding on to, you know, my mother and your mother and I had this great marriage. It's one of the best scenes I've ever seen on film. It Maybe was, the best. Maybe my favorite scene ever. I swear to God, as I, I was watching this. I, I, we had a similar experience watching that Michael this. Imperioli is saying, you're crazy. You and mom had a bad marriage. She was a bitter woman. She hated you. And, and F. Murray Abraham is holding on to, like, you know, we may have had our problems, but... Uh, you know, ultimately, and trying to, as though he can teach Michael Imperioli a lesson, and Michael Imperioli, having experienced being brought up in this relationship, says, you didn't teach me anything about intimacy. You role modeled a bad marriage for me. So, so to me, the danger of therapy is, is, is there are two ways of approaching your own difficulty. And one is this Stutz way, where it's like, you come up with a whole system to categorize what's going on in your head. You go, there's this X thing, right? And there's this dark cloud and there's mm -hmm. the light and you can use this tool yeah. to fight X and break through the dark cloud and get into the light. And then you can use these other tools to stay up. And, and it becomes all consuming. Like you have to have a vigilance about your own thoughts and behaviors all the time. Okay, yeah. that's Michael Imperioli. That you yeah. have to wallow in it and, and, and work through and hope that some massive revelation is going to break you out. Now, the other way of therapy that you would take someone like Jonah Hill is you, you would go, okay, man, you used to be fat. It's fine. The people making fun <laughs> of you, they can't hurt you now. Look at you. You're on top of the world. Maybe your body isn't right where you want it, but what are you going to do today? We're all stuck in our bodies. And, and can you just, the sun's out. You can go surfing. You can have anything you want. You're fine. Like yeah. that's 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 another way of therapy. Yeah, I know. And the that's Stutz your, that's way is like version. every day is work, every day is opposition, every day. And can you get to this grander acceptance of that? But some of the people I I try to follow, and you know, believe me, I'm I bury myself in this stuff. Are just like, look, stop paying any attention to your thoughts. It's all fucking noise. It's never gonna shut off. I want. So that don't way. worry about it because you're not gonna defeat it, and they're not gonna shut. Off, but they're also harmless to you. And yeah. it's just you and it's just noise. So yeah. enjoy it and ignore it. So I, I find it interesting from that perspective that he's Stutz. And, and I have a, also like a, an enormous reaction to this because my dad had Parkinson's. He reminds me of my dad. So it's, I am yeah. torn constantly between whether do I dive into these things and really try to unravel them? Do I be Michael Imperioli and go... I got to get to the root of this. And what's this deep thing at my core? And can I change it? Can I work with it? Or you just go, do I want to be F. Murray Abraham enjoying my fucking steak, enjoying the sunlight and going, 
hey, man, it was, like, difficult, but ultimately it's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so interesting to hear you break down those two different uh, schools of thought there. And it's funny because I think there's something slightly closer to the middle, but much closer to your it's fine angle that I'm trying to work with all the time, which is just that every day things that you don't want to happen are going to happen. Like things that you didn't expect and didn't want to happen, they're just going to happen every day. And then when when I'm in that moment, like this morning, you know, one of the dogs shit inside, which happens, but then like I couldn't see one because it was camouflaged in a brown rug and I stepped in it, you know, so it became that whole thing of me <laughs> scraping dog shit with a knife out of my shoe, uh, you know, over the sink. It was yeah, just, you know, it was something I didn't want to happen, but I was thinking to myself as it was happening, I'm like, okay. Well, hopefully this is the thing today, like, and this Mm -hmm. isn't so bad. I'm almost done with it. But what's so hard, I think, I can get so easily and unfairly triggered by the my wife's tone of voice or different wording that she uses. Like, I'll put so much more meaning and intent in the things that she says than than she intends or than she means. I'm putting my, you know, unnecessary anger and fear and anxiety into what she's saying as it comes at me. So I'm like dressing it and all these bad things. And then it hits me and I'm like, oh, you hurt me with that. It's like, well, no, no, I just put all that shit on there. It's, I wish I could be faster in, in dealing with that or understanding that as it happens. I think that's a, that's relates to where Stutz is saying it's like daily work where you're basically retraining your reactions that's exhausting. Yeah, but it ha- but it, over time, it is exhausting, yes, to put in the work. But yeah. over time, you suddenly realize you don't think like that anymore because yeah. you People have... People keep saying that. It's true. <laughs> well, I've heard well that what's a lot. the alternative? The alternative is you're in their misery. Well, but the alternative... Well, yeah, I guess... And I think JC's right. I think what's been happening is that the time between getting annoyed and realizing that I'm an idiot is, is shrinking. You know, it, it, it goes from something where like I would, you know, in my 30s or something, wake up the next day, like still angry about like, I can't believe she said that thing. But now it's nah, like that's within, just low T, man. <laughs> within five, well, that, you just we lost that. all your testosterone. <laughs> yeah, sure. You've made Mike, no progress. Yeah. Well, with the, what, with the marijuana and the microplastics, I think I'm like, uh, <laughs> everything's down. He but I think that, I, I think as a, as a. As support for what one's one T left, uh, <laughs> support for what uh, JC was saying. Maybe there is hope there because to see any kind of movement between like, okay, well, it used to be a day and then I would come back like, sorry. Whereas now it's like almost within the same conversation, you can circle back and say, hey, that, I'm sorry I reacted like an idiot before, but and then and just keep going and it's it's better. But it's still just like, why do I put myself through that? Well, then here's bad therapist at the end of the session. Or does she have you trained? <laughs> right. Or, <laughs> yeah, bad or are you reading correctly? Yeah, yeah, that's, the, that's the little Goldie on my shoulder. That dude. dude, she has no leg to stand on. <laughs> but there like, has, yeah, you're right, little Goldie. No, there has been many times where that has happened between Stu and I. And he will look at me and actually just say, wow, that really hurt my feelings or however he would say it. And I will literally say, whatever you're thinking, I didn't mean, I just have my like resting bitch face right now. You yeah. know, like I, I couldn't deliver it to you with my 
you know, soft face. So I didn't mean anything by it. Don't create well, at least meaning. At least he's emotionally developed enough to say in the moment that hurt my feelings. You know how difficult that would be for me to say? It's almost why? impossible to but think why? that I would just say that in the moment, like, oh, you just hurt my feelings, as opposed to like, the sound the alarm and attack. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess anger sometimes is the mask that uh, to protect your pain, right? So... Oh, it's ego. Yeah. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's like you said something bad to me, the big person who's the center of all this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. It's disgusting. I'm, I'm ultimately unimportant because I'm worthy of scorn. Not everyone loves me. Oh, this is too revelatory today. Hey, this started out about you. I feel like it's shifted to me. What's well, for all of um, us, I think, you know. Well, the good news is that, JC, you know, you're fine. Even <laughs> JC and Stu have problems. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. okay, I will it say. Sounded, it sounded really dramatic. Hey, that hurt my feelings. No. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Oh, thanks. Well, <laughs> that no. has been another Canadian argument. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. Just the other morning. I, you know, you guys have never seen this side of me, may never, ever see this side of me, but, you know, Stu has seen this side of me. I was so angry and I was spiraling. I could feel it. And every word out of his mouth, I just attacked. I was just like, how do wow. you not get this? I mean, I, and it's, it's intense. When yeah. it comes out, it's intense. And I felt it just getting larger and larger and it would have just completely destroyed the Thanksgiving break. And I literally said, I have to go. I hung up on it. Remember, he's on tour. We haven't seen yeah. each other since uh, November 6th. Right. Oh, no, that's not true. He was in town. But anyway, we've only seen each other once. And um, I hung up on him because I was so angry that I knew this was going to become one of those one-sided fights where I'm just attacking and attacking and everything he said was wrong. So I hung up. And wow. um, I wow. went and I literally like closed my eyes. I took a couple deep breaths and just thought about it. Like, what is it? Right. Is it him or is it me? And it was 100% me. Yeah. And trying to find some sort of meaning in him creating why I was upset and trying to just push him to be that reason. Right. And once I realized that, I took a deep breath I knew it hurt his feelings that I hung up on him. So I sort of like got, tried to get some perspective and I called him back and I just said, I'm really sorry. I really had to calm down and um, we'll address it later, you know, because if I talk about it now, I'm just, we're going to, we're going to go It'll right back. Rework myself yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. So I, it happens, you know. Well, that's again, very well handled by you. And I was going to say in the middle of it, save it for high note. <laughs> But <laughs> but I sort of didn't get the right window. Yeah, well, uh, I just kept talking. But yeah, that no, was a, a therapist taught intense. me to do that. Like taught me how to how to fight yeah, well, with Stu. Well, but they so. all they all kind of say that like take take a break for ninety seconds. Yeah, you know, or it like, works. I guess so. Uh, and and uh, related to this, like I was joking around with my uh, brother in law over Thanksgiving because he a couple times during either the meal or the the drinks around it just went outside and then came back in a few minutes later. And I'm like, that is, that's such Genius. an underrated part of Thanksgiving is the step outside. Mm -hmm. It feels like a, almost like a Larry David or Seinfeld like thing that they would, you know, turn it. But it was like, it's genius to just take the five-minute step outside. Oh, yeah. It, it could, have, be could have been fart-related. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But by the way, still genius. Still yeah. genius. 
Um, all right. Well, we worked our way back to laughter. Did you have anything more you wanted to say about Stutz, Goldie? I mean, I, I think it's so really much. worth watching. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was, I it mean, was that was sort of the point of this that we watched it. And like, to me, the podcast could be this every week. I don't know if that would be enjoyable for anyone, <laughs> I agree. even I us. I love it. <laughs> oh, God. What was I felt like I just had three therapy sessions. <laughs> I like talking about this more than I like talking about almost anything else. And yeah. it may be a reflection oh. of my age. I could talk about good. this every episode, Goldie. It's, oh, the urge, it's getting pivoting. more urgent as I get older. It's, it's like these things, I, I, I would love to make some progress on them. Yeah. Well, I mean, please spit it out here. Jeez, we're dying for content. We did fucking emails last week. I mean, you, you know, <laughs> Stutz. Stutz. Yeah, yeah. We recommend it. And then obviously, highly recommend White Lotus, which is just crushing it, it. Wow. In, in season two. After a great season one, they're yeah. just, they're, they're surpassing. And, and you, you brought this up in your text, Goldie. Sopranos level, you said about, about the episode or the scene mm. that we were talking about. And I agree. And if we all remember our favorite show, The Sopranos was like really good in season one and then took a a huge leap forward in season two. So that's fun to talk about. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, let's get into our torture. (laughs) Let's get in to Johnny Joe. Oh, that's... Needs to examine why they keep doing this. Here's Johnny's. Oh, spill your stuts out. Uh, all right, let's see which ridiculous joke I'm going to start with today. Oh, you may have heard this story. An Ohio man was arrested for shooting a gun at his family after a Monopoly game gone wrong. Yeah. Uh, prosecutors intended to throw the book at him, but unfortunately, he had a get-out-of-jail-free card. <laughs> Very easy. You could see that one coming a mile away. Still couldn't get out of the way. <laughs> uh, maybe you heard this. Oh, to promote skin cancer awareness, a photographer in Australia organized a 2,500-person naked photo shoot. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, The man said his goal was not to exploit nudity, and he even gave the subjects the choice of showing their outback or their down under. (laughs) In Australia, as a reminder. version of something I'm about to... (laughs) And here's something that's uh, kind of a performance joke here from Johnny. Uh, Amid severe COVID restrictions, 
Millions of Chinese citizens are demanding Xi Jinping's resignation. Uh, update. Thousands are demanding Xi Jinping's resignation. Oh, update. <laughs> Hundreds are demanding. Update. A guy is demanding. Update. They got him. Everything's fine in China. <laughs> well done. Again, a better version of something that's about to happen. Oh, well, I'll, I'll ruin it all for myself with this last joke here. Uh, okay. All right, actually, we'll try this, and I didn't even bring a prop. I have one Karnak at the end here. Oh. Uh, our, our guest the other day, uh, Mike Royce, inspired this. Karnak the Magnificent. Don't have a piece of paper. Okay. <laughs> Tom Brady, Nick Chubb. Tom Brady, Nick Chubb. Uh, what happens when Giselle is no longer around to do the Brazilian waxing? <laughs> wow. That's Tom a Brady's wiener. Yeah, I, 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 I he nicked it himself. Yeah, he, okay. she shaved his dick. Yeah. Cut himself. I'll stay away from the Karnak in future. <laughs> Johnny number two. All right. Well, here we go. <clears throat> Thousands of people in China flooded the streets in a rare public demonstration against their government's COVID lockdowns. Yeah. Uh, the protesters hope if their demands are met... They can go back to regular old authoritarianism. <laughs> okay. The New York Times is reporting a giant railroad strike is days away, which means all across America, every train could stop running not on time. <laughs> they don't. Okay. Well, did you hear about this? A man in San Francisco stole a city bus, went on a joyride, and hit 10 cars before being apprehended by the Metropolitan Transportation Authority. He was charged with carjacking, malicious intent, and DUI, and then hired as a driver. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a norm. All right. Yeah. 2,500 men stripped naked for a photo on an Australian beach to raise awareness for skin cancer. Unfortunately... They just raised awareness for dicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. But Norm gives you like great hard endings, which is yeah. what it's about. Oh boy, I think we were stutzed out Ooh, going into yeah. those Johnnies. Feeling sure. emotional. Oh, zapped <laughs> by stutz. <laughs> Uh, but today uh, we're going to talk just briefly about a, a little topic lit, uh, Goldie, that you had suggested. Do you want to set this up so we can? Yeah. Say some so words? basically, I thought that this is a, a perfect time to talk about something that that actually is something as a writer I, I think a great deal about is right around Thanksgiving I start planning my next year of my career. And I give some thought to this, and and you know, part of this is actually kind of lifted from a Tony Robbins book I read about 15 years ago called "Awaken the Giant Within." Part of my methodology is from that of how I set my goals, and it's something. So, that, would you recommend? Would you recommend that book? Did you find? Oh that yeah, that book? yeah. Of course. I don't. I don't say. I don't adhere to it completely and say you should base your entire life around this. But it, yeah, it's not a waste of time to read it. Yeah, because um, I because I feel like he gets sort of made fun of a lot. That's how you know Tony Robbins now. But he actually has some useful shit in there. Yeah, and and so just to get into it, like in show business, in between Thanksgiving and January, say eighth, nothing happens, right? Like right. 
the town is basically off because you get the break for Thanksgiving, you get the break for Christmas, you get the break for New Year. So no one does anything, really. No. So the first thing is this is a really good time to get the attention of anyone who you can't get their attention the rest of the year because a lot of these people are type A personas. They don't want to be around their families. They don't want to stop working, <laughs> but everything has stopped and they find themselves with a compulsive need to work and nothing to do. That's a great point. So I would say maybe around Halloween is a good time to start planning a meeting with your agent or manager to go in with them and say, hey, can we get drinks like sometime in December when, when things are down and to get on their radar? Yeah. So that's something that I do. That's great advice. I would have never thought of that about the people who aren't working who really just kind of want to be doing that. Yeah, You're right, because though. come New Year's, it's the gym, right? It's like everyone is saying, I'm going to start working out January 2nd, and then the gym is flooded with people. Like everyone's saying, I'm really going to hit it hard in 2023. And so then, you know, the first day the office is open at 9 a.m., they're flooded with shit for two months. Right. Because everyone's made their – so just shift you're doing that back behind everybody. Take a shift. <laughs> make, Take a shift. Make shift happen. <laughs> make it happen. So – the second thing I do is, is, is Tony Robbins talks about you plan, you kind of try to envision yourself, where do you want to be in a decade, right? And, and like, this is your opportunity to say the most ridiculous thing out loud. Like, if you say, I want to be, uh, be winning an Oscar for screenwriting in 10 years, okay? Yeah. So incredibly unrealistic goal, probably not going to happen, but whatever, like, you know, a, a, you, you got to like throw that out there and, yeah. and give yourself a goal. So to me, this is this is like when I used to play golf and they talked about the, the chip shot where if you try to get the ball in the hole, like you're going to go mad. It's yeah. impossible from, you know, 40 feet out. But what you're trying to do is to get the ball in a six foot circle around the hole. And right. then from there, you can hit it in the hole. Right. Yes. So you go, I want to be winning a, an Oscar for screenwriting in 10 years. So what's the first thing you're going to need to do? The first thing you need write. to do is write a screenplay. Like <laughs> yes. that's, so that may be your year goal as opposed to your decade goal. Right. So get, get the first one out. So what are you going to need to do? Then you break it down even further. What are you going to need to do to write a screenplay? Well, you're going to need an idea. Yeah. And you're going to need to sit down. You're going to need to develop the idea, outline. Pit. So these are things. Now you're starting to get, break down into weeks and days. And then you're starting to go, what is something I can do today? Mm-hmm. Well, you can sit down and think of three ideas. Yes. I love it when you break down this stuff. Right. This and way. so this yeah. is something I actually did a mini version of this to, to myself last week. And when I said, you know, I, I felt when I had this break, oh gosh, I haven't like emailed in family guy story ideas for a little while. Oh, yeah. I want to email in some story ideas. Yep. So you go, well, how do I get story ideas? I don't have any ideas. So you go, (laughs) on this dog walk, I'm going to think of ideas on this dog walk. And then sure enough, you know, you'll just come up with something. Like you'll just go, uh, you know, Lois opens a beauty salon, right? And then you're, I'm just like coming up with it. So these are- Can I say the name of the title that you sent me that I, and I love the pitch too, but just the, the idea you thought of was Jobo Cop. Yeah, <laughs> which oh, is just great. Yes. Instantly hooked, and then the details of it were very funny as well. So. Yeah, and I I also said that could be I Joe Bot. 
Yes, that's right. Yes. Oh my god, it's a little more updated. But yeah, so stick so, with Joe Bogart. So anyway, like, yeah. say I I'm going out to on this walk. I would I would say to myself, oh, yeah, Lois opens a salon, you know, and then I go, okay, that's sure. I don't know. That could be something. Could be nothing. Then you would go. It's not really that interesting. We'll, we'll shift it a little bit. Uh, Peter opens a salon. Well, why would Peter open a salon? I mean, that's kind of funnier. And, and you go, uh, Peter's barber went out of business. So Peter went to Lois's place and, <laughs> and started getting salon style blowouts and became a salon guy. Okay. Like we're yeah. laughing a little bit. Like we're going, yeah. this yeah. is funny, you know, and then some machination Peter realizes he wants, he wants to be on the other side of the chair, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, the the point is is like you can start with nothing and be to something yeah. in a minute. Yeah. It's not yeah. that hard. So, no. you know, if if you're talking about how do I get to be an Oscar winning screenwriter? Well, the first so you get this idea, whatever, and you're working on that, and then you go, Everyone's looking for representation, whatever. How do I get a manager? You go, one day I'm just gonna Google and look up four agencies I would want to be with, right? And then the next day, you will say, I'm going to look up on and try to pinpoint who I should talk to. And then you know what you're going to do the third day? You're going to make four calls. This is going to be really unpleasant. But this is the Tony Robbins thing is you yeah. sit down and you go, this is really going to suck. Like to cold call mm-hmm. and fucking right. do it. But after you've done it, you've done something. So yes. that's like a, a little bit of a look into what I'm thinking. I can get more specific. But I'm wondering, do you have any anything in place to do this for yourself or are you just both at a point where, like for you, you're running Family Guy, you go, I just kind of want to hold on to what I have. Yeah. I don't need anything else. Well, listen. And JC, God. I know you're incredibly ambitious and do a lot of things outside. I do a lot of things yeah. outside. Yeah. The, right now they're coming to me, which is fine. But before that, I mean, I would be willing. I mean, I like to put myself in, in situations where I'm uncomfortable because that's where I do my best work. and where mm, I, That's why you're here. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I did. I mean, I reached out to you and put my slide, took a chance. And but yeah, when I'm when I take a risk is when I do my best work, and that's when I grow the most. So that's that's nice. I try to that's do nice. That. Well, we hope to continue to make you feel uncomfortable, <laughs> <laughs> bring out the be- absolute best in you, doll. Um, yeah. No. Back to your question, Goldie. I first of all, I love your plan, and by the way, it's already born fruit. You know, this this Jobocomp thing I really like. I think that could be an episode. But no, I do nothing like that. I'm incredibly lazy, easily distracted, somehow stumbled my way into a great situation that I'm just hoping to God, as you said, that it'll just keep going and going. And and I, I'm a little different than you because of the the deal that I've made is is for like a couple years at a time. Right. So it's like there are certain years where I'm like, well, don't have to think about anything this year. Yeah, uh, and which then is as the deal should t- turns that. over, though, mm-hmm. I think about this stuff like, well, what if I don't get a deal again? You know, like, what will I do then? Uh, but I have no follow through. None of the things that you say, like, I wouldn't even say, okay, I'm going on a dog walk and I'm going to think of ideas. I would say, I'm going to walk the dog and listen to the 80s on eight, you know, right. yeah. and just like space out. You're not writing anything right now? Oh, shut Are you up. working with other people? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just said shut up. I just, I just, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just wrote four goddamn Johnny jokes. No, I, for some reason, I thought you were. were I just feel like you are the person who says you're not doing anything and then suddenly you have like some table no, read. Well, so for a while, such a long time, 
probably a year and a half at the minimum, Mark Henteman and I were working on a Naked Gun script for Seth to supposedly direct and Liam Neeson to star in, which has now been announced. Liam Neeson is going to be starring in it. But here's here's the interesting part of that in this podcast. Seth came to Goldie first awesome to write this script and for whatever several different reasons i don't know if you want to get into you passed and sure i'm happy to get into it i I mean this was like at the peak of covid yeah when people you know like you'd see footage on tv of people with like geysers coming out of their eyes yeah like you know and and so it was you know, in my head, I'm like, I don't know how much longer I have left. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have these two kids who are not in school, right? There's no school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I still am under a deal at Sony, so I am working, and I still have a show on the air, so I am working on those shows. I had bought an Airstream trailer to try to yeah. get my family to a different part of the country, and I just felt like I can't now also, in the middle of this, write a movie. So I yeah. I wanted to do it. Yeah. Right. And and then I'll also say, and I don't think this is tying out of school, the, the amount of money they offered me Ugh. was nothing to make me say, I, right. I got to put everything on the back burner and jump to do this. I would yeah. have loved to have done it. But sometimes, yeah. like, these are the hard decisions that you make that you go, this was a dream for me. Naked Gun is one of my yes. favorite movies. Yeah. And me now I'm being asked too. with a guy I love. Like, I love working with Seth. Yeah. And I love Liam Neeson. I think it's all great. But... At this moment in my life, at that moment in my life, I didn't feel I had the bandwidth to do it. Now I would, of course, do it, but yeah. I just I, I okay. didn't want to. Like yeah, I was well, scared of getting sick. My kids were not in school, and I was already yeah. working, so it yeah, was a no go. So, so it's interesting because, of course, then you know the when I heard of this opportunity, I it sounds like like you, you know, worship Naked Gun, you know, Police Squad, love that airplane that kind of humor is just like a plus to me so mm-hmm. i badly wanted to work on it so i asked seth i said hey i hear goldie's not doing this can i do it i would love to do it and he very nicely said yes and then of course goldie the things that you figured out early about there was terrible money and and then it stretched because I think everyone was kind of in a bad mood, shall we say, during COVID. Seth hated our first draft, hated it. So we wrote in another entire draft, which he was just like lukewarm on and eventually said, I don't really want to direct this anymore. I'm going to be a producer, but now it's in the hands of another comedy team. It's, um, who is, who are those guys? Akiva, Akiva and Jorma. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So Lonely it's Island. in another, it's in That's other right. funny hands. Well, I mean, the other, the other thing that made me hesitant so th- was I'm sorry, that- to, just to, just to cap that off. That's the long way of saying when I do work on other stuff, it, it's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> so I'm very <laughs> okay. happily not working on other stuff. Right I'll, now. I'll say the one other thing that made me hesitant was this was also around the time of the George Floyd up protests wow yeah yes. and the idea that like this bungling old white cop who can't <laughs> yeah. get anything oh, right. right in oh, the lapd felt like a comedy death trap yeah. yeah and i just didn't want to touch it that that the climate for it i felt was completely wrong and i yeah. i don't even know if by the time they do it that if that's if that shadow is hanging over this project then yeah. you know you almost would need a different 
take on it. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't seem like anyone wanted to do some like completely turnaround take on it. So, yeah. but back to, I, I just want to get back briefly to just plotting out yeah. the year. Cause I think yeah, this might be useful clearly. to people and it might be useful for me to say it out loud. So I don't have the same deal you do. I'm, I'm on a writer deal for the show. So I'm free to develop other stuff at this point. And I do have a project going on with a friend of the show right now. So cool. I'm working on that. Uh, nice. But my my goal is, I think, a reasonable amount to do as a as a working writer is two new ideas this year. So two things I could go out and pitch. So I'm I'm kind of like, you know, halfway through getting one of them and ten percent through the other. Like I have the ideas. Yeah. And then right. that's very. Cool. I'd like to do the third thing. I'd like to do this year is to you know get my career away a little bit from kicked in the balls comedy and maybe move it towards something a with a little more weight. So I would Sideway- like to sidewaysy. Right. So I would like yeah. to write a screenplay that is not just pure comedy yeah. but has yeah. a dramatic element. So I have my idea for that. And so now it's a question of am I going to be able to get my personal life on track enough to even take a shot at these things, yeah. which I'm trying not to be too hard on myself because I do have a good job and I'm happy. You will. Um but that's sort of how I approach a year. It's like these are the big things and then I'll get granular about like well, what's a week going to look like? Should right. I work on this pitch this week and try to finish by Friday? Then I can go to my manager and set up meetings. And then if the one pitch goes well and sells, honestly, like I probably wouldn't do the other pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that's There's so much discipline great. involved in, the, in that plan. It sucks. I hate and it. And that, yeah. that kicked in the balls idea sounds funny. Yeah. <laughs> so stick with that. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, by the way, to circle back to like four weeks ago, here are two things that I couldn't stop thinking of like right after we taped the show. Prosecutist. She's a former Miss <laughs> That's Miss really In- good. Former former Miss Indiana who tries to prove she's more than a bimbo at a big law firm <laughs> downtown. I mean, you say you're not working on anything and yeah. yet you could yeah. sell that tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> uh the other one is uh deja lu. Uh, what happens when a, a nobody is suddenly vaguely known to everyone? Ooh, Again. that's great. Wow. <laughs> You're just giving it away. Yeah. That's right. Take it. To the guy who, who sold me psyllium husk, it's <laughs> you can feel free to take one of those ideas. A Rod Perry. Um, well, Goldie, I think that is incredibly useful advice. And the way that you take it from I want to win an Oscar in 10 years down to what you can do today is fantastic the way you you boiled that flow chart down so succinctly and i think that was really helpful 
and a, and a brief wake up call for me that I will forget about the instant we uh, click end meeting on this Zoom. <laughs> yeah, but that Back was to Columbo. I know exactly. No, but the, uh, well, I don't want to. I don't want to jinx my top five. But yes, I'm watching other stuff now. Uh, all right. Speaking of that, are we ready to speak of that? Yep. Yeah. Let's get into a portion of the show we like to call Top Five. Top Five. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's us. <laughs> um, all right. Well, this, since this was my list, I'll, I'll set it up and I'll just go first. And I see that my dad has just called. Hi, Dad, if you're listening to this. I hope, you, I hope your leg is feeling better. Um, okay. So this week's Top Five is top five single seasons of tv and to avoid confusion it was not these are not shows that were on for one season these are just plucking a great season out of a of a probably great show yeah all right so i'll start mine off number five for me is deadwood season Mm. one wow never fantastic you guys i know you're not western people you made a promise about a year ago to watch a western that still hasn't happened sorry (laughs) (sighs) anyway it's totally worth it it's a great show Number four, House of Cards, season two. Uh, Hang on one second. Dead Wood. (laughs) Dead Wood. Uh, What did Tom Brady have after he Nick Chubbed? (laughs) (laughs) Look at that. Oh, that's great. (laughs) See, that's all parts of the buffalo. There we go. Perfect. Oh, God. Okay, so number four, House of Cards season two. Kevin Spacey obviously yeah. disgraced, but that was yes. an amazing. A little tidbit about the uh, uh, the House of Cards season two finale. You've watched through the first two seasons as Kevin Spacey trying to ascend to the presidency, and at the end of season two, he gets it. And what he does, there's a long, slow close-up of him standing at behind the desk in the Oval Office, and it gets really close, and then he just gung gung bangs his ring twice on the desk and that is the netflix sound when you turn on netflix and it goes gung gung that's based on kevin spacey because that was their first hit show and they said we're using that sound that's our sound anyway so you didn't think the best season was when he started fucking his secret service guy (laughs) (laughs) hey that was interesting it was and 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 certainly credible it was pretty funny (laughs) yeah um all right so number three I have a Game of Thrones season one. Oh, yeah. Thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Very unexpected. Set the tone for the whole series. People killed you didn't think would be killed. Number two, I'm going to start to tear up just talking about this Friday Night Lights Ooh, season one. That's a wow. good one. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Shuddered yeah. out of the gate. And, <laughs> and number one, I feel like Goldie might be in this area, too. Number one for me is Sopranos season two. Too, it yeah. just they just took such a quantum leap and never dropped off. So, anyway, thank you, yeah, television. Great list. Great awesome. List. I'll go because JC's got the topic yes. this week. I, I I feel bad now listening to yours. My mine is so much more basic, bitch. But Kokomo, <laughs> Kokomo season one. I, I'm not doing that. But, uh, number five. I I just took White Lotus season two. Not even knowing. Wow. Nice. It's it's very good. Recency oh. bias. Very... Recency bias for sure. But yeah, but still I'm, great. I'm loving it. Uh, Me too. Number four is I'm saying The Wire season two because seen it. I have to they see took the whole show and shifted it to the waterfront. Like they, yeah. they, they flipped the show on its axis in a way that was just so impressive and unexpected. And, and I've never seen another show do quite that. 
I have a lot yeah, of admiration for it. I gotta get into that show. Same. Uh, number three, I'm taking The Sopranos season three because of the crown jewel Pine Barrens. Pine Barrens. Wow, yes. That's, that might Amazing. be the best episode yeah. in the show's run. It might be the, my favorite episode of TV ever. Of anything awesome. ever. It's yeah. so fucking great. <laughs> you got ketchup packets? <laughs> Put remote back in docking station. What's that? Put universal remote back in docking station. Hey, get a load of this guy. I'm giving orders. Holy, where are you? <laughs> Great. Every moment. Uh, number two, I'm taking the British office season one. Ooh. We declared our love for the show over and over. Oh, God, that is great. Yeah. And number one, I'm, I'm regretting after hearing your choices, but I'm going to stick with it just for pure uh, virtuosity of comedy and innovation is Seinfeld season four. Ooh, oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, that uh, the puffy shirt. Yeah, the <laughs> wow, contest. contest. I mean, it's like oh. the contest, you've, you've maybe heard about it too much, but when that came out, it was mind-blowing. Oh, yes, yeah. that was like rioting in the streets. Well, I didn't comedy. watch it when it came out, but that's pretty amazing. So great. Great list. Yes, great list. Um, I've zero... Zero crossover. So um, my number five. Charm. (laughs) Almost. (laughs) Um, Number five, Sherlock season two with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch with A Scandal in Belgravia. I love that season. Uh, Season. Cumberbatch. (laughs) Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. (laughs) What could Tom Brady not do after he nicked? Chub. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> oh, <great>. I apologize. <laughs> no. That's really good. No, I'm no, happy. You should, be, you should be thanked. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, number four, Fringe Season Two. Um, mm. One of my all time favorite shows. JJ yeah. Abrams. Thank yeah. you. Number three, Heroes. Season one. That Ooh. was very good. Oh, I was way all-times. into that, but it dropped off. I know. So terrible. Quickly after that it was one. like, yeah. I can't even. Yeah. Yeah. It was great though. When, when, uh, I forget who it was flew. And then there was just a little poof in the yeah. sky yeah, who when was? they like hit the sound barrier. I was like, Oh my God. It wasn't the, the, the girl, the blonde girl who did that. It might've right? been okay. Hayden Panettiere. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Um, uh, number two, uh, yeah. Number two is breaking bad season one. Yeah, I never oh, watched yeah. it either. Oh, yeah. Um, and this one, super random, but Damages Season 1 is my I loved one. Damages. Oh, wow. Season I 1. I love... Amazing God. television. Yeah, amazing. I just yes. remember that theme song. Little lamb. <laughs> it sounds like Sound the Alarm almost. A little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Yes, that was great. So, okay. Go ahead, JC. What do we got next week? I was going to do something related to the Stats documentary, but it's just a little too nah. So I'm going to go with <laughs> top five iconic buildings or structures. Ooh. Interesting. Love that it. Interesting. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, Very cool. different. Thank you. I like right. that. All right. Now we're going to end the show as we do every week on a high note. Come through the clouds with some Stutz tools, and you see the heavenly light of Tom and Max singing at you. I'll throw mine out quickly. Mine was my Thanksgiving break was really nice. We went down. We had a little meal here 
and then we went down to to uh, my in laws, Tall's parents in New Jersey, and it was there. There are political divides there, but politics were never brought up. It was a very nice time. Nice. I just had a great time. You, mean with, you didn't with her... go. Your your hero just had dinner with Kanye West and an anti <laughs> semite white supremacist yeah. last what night. What do you think? Yeah, what do you say about that, Smarty? <laughs> no, that's exactly the kind of stuff okay. we avoid. Just checking. Yeah, yeah. And Tal's father uh, is is older. I I don't think anyone would mind me saying he's ninety five. Wow. And he's like still sharp as a tack. It's always nice to see him. So uh, we just had a really nice time down there. So that was my high note. That's nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know pertinent to our discussion at Stutz, just trying to enjoy these moments. And uh, I've, I've proclaimed my love of this show on this show before, but was had a whole evening with my youngest kid last night. She had her drum lesson. I got her fat burger. Nice. And we came home and then curled up and we watched America's Funniest Home Videos together. <laughs> so, and wow, boy, awesome. did we laugh. And do I, so how awesome. much do I love Alfonso Ribeiro? Just the consummate showman. That's oh, so yeah. nice. I, I could not have more admiration <laughs> for, so sweet. for the duration of that show and, and what it, do, it does, the crystallized version of everything we're attempting to do, which yeah. is just hit after hit after hit. Yes. so much better than anything else it's crazy i know i agree and that show has been like beatlemania for me when we when that show first came out it was a sensation i remember and yeah. it was so funny like right away and it just stays funny it's like people keep it, it doesn't the quality is, is, is even better because he, he, he does little segments and they're fun they're i have to take my hat off they're funny <laughs> that's good. yeah that's a good one i like it that's a good i know okay so uh mine is all right so doing this podcast with the two of you is my oh. high note I, I, after watching stutz and thinking about part X and all that kind of stuff, the core belief. And one of those things that I have is that I'm different. Um, that pe like people don't understand me or I just, I'm just different. I always feel different from everybody. It doesn't matter the space I'm in. And the two of you have shown me that it's a benefit to be different from the two of you because you <laughs> <laughs> shit, I didn't mean it to be like that. I didn't mean it to be like that. <laughs> No. <laughs> like you guys, right. you You're guys, right. you guys don't want me to have the same voice as you guys. You guys want me to well, be, that's... yeah. Like you don't no, want to. No, hear... I wouldn't. I wouldn't. We wouldn't wish that upon our <laughs> biggest enemy. Yeah, so... <laughs> that was so well said. <laughs> but oh, yeah, I think there's there's our asset. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I, it's you just sort of let me be myself, which is different and. It's like encouraged in this space, you know, and it's it's been invaluable for me growing as a human, you know. So I really appreciate you guys. Well, you know, I'll I'll I thank you, and um, I just have a three word response to that: must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, MBN, MBN, the MBN boys, right again. Another T-shirt. Oh, very funny. Well, JC, thank you. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And we want to thank all of you out there for listening. Goldie, thank you for opening your heart. Yes. And uh, we will be back doing this again next week. No, 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 no,
That was fun. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs>